Welcome into the Rock Talk Studio, the ultimate review of rock and roll books, documentaries, and movies. And today I'm going to dissect, analyze, and discuss, rate, and review the book Mysteries in the Music, Case Closed by Jim Birkenstadt. Is this book worth your time and money? Well, in the next 15 minutes of this rock and roll conversation, I will definitely answer that question. And that's what I'm up to. That's what the goal of the show is. I'm here to recommend a good read or a watch to this rock and roll community. And I promise to deliver it to you with all the passion of Derek Trucks playing Goodbye Pork Pie Hat at the Jeff Beck Tribute. I'm your host, Big Rick. Let's plug in. Today's show is going to have three main sets. The first set is the review and discussion of the book Mystery in the Music, Case Closed. Second set is a breakdown of the book to see what type of fan is going to enjoy this. And then I'll slap the official Rock Talk Studio rating on the book to see if it gets a re- recommendation or a hard pass. In the third and final set, the conversation will shift slightly away from the book as I'll be taking a look at other rock and roll unsolved mysteries. All right, let's get into the first set. Time for the review. Is there such a thing as a rock and roll detective? You know, someone that examines myths and hoaxes and conspiracies, lost history and tales that have been tossed around for years, someone who will meticulously research government files and turn over every last stone to get to the bottom of these mysteries? Well, the answer to that is yes, and his name is Jim Birkenstadt, and his book Mysteries in the Music, Case Closed, proves it. And not only does this book give merit to the title as a rock and roll detective, but his resume, it's an impressive arsenal of credentials that expands upon why he is the rock and roll detective. Jim is a one-time lawyer. He is a script consultant for the film based on another book he wrote, the best-selling book, The Beetle Who Vanished, which is a great book. He is the historical consultant on the Emmy award-winning film, George Harrison Living in the Material World, directed by Martin Scorsese. And he's the historical consultant to the Beatles App Corps company and the estate of George Harrison. He, he is also, this thing goes on and on, the author of three books inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame library and archives. Like I said, he has a serious resume. And this resume gives credit and access to the people who were there and around during some of Rock Iconic moments. So he's, he's got an in. And some of these moments carry with them mysteries that have been wildly rumored and bantered about, but never really dug into, at least not in the way that the rock and roll detective has done in this book. The book crosses over many different years and many different genres of music when exploring uh, the eight different cases. First up, who discovered Elvis Presley? And most would probably say Sam Phillips, the founder of Sun Records, but there was someone else there who actually first spoke to Elvis when he walked into the recording studio curious about what it took to record a song. And this person was actually the first person to record him. Other standout chapters include, did Nirvana record the iconic Nevermind album for two different labels? And is there a secret track on the record? This chapter has a little extra punch because of the contribution of Butch Vig, who was a producer of the Nevermind album. And and Vig also wrote the foreword to the book. So there's definitely a connection between the author and Vig, and it shows in this chapter because he really gets into it with Vig, and and, and Butch kind of gives you more than uh, usual insight into the recording of the record. At the end of each chapter, after a meticulous scowl of evidence is presented, Birkenstadt stamps the case in block red letters, case closed. He kind of has a 
tongue-in-cheek way, he talks about himself as a rock and roll detective. But when he starts laying out the case, he's all business. And, and some of the cases prove a point better than others, like the chapter on the possibility of the CIA being part of the shooting of Bob Marley. I'm not going to give away any endings, so you're going to have to read the book to find out the answers to, to that one. There are a few hoaxes that he looks at. Um, the Dylan, the Stones, and the Beatles record a secret album together. And most know the answer to that is probably no, but why did Rolling Stone magazine discuss this in their pages? And why were there actual orders placed at record stores for this record? Another good one is, did the FBI really try to stop the release of Louie Louie because they thought the lyrics were too obscene? And this this one ranks right up there with one of the more outlandish cases in the book. I mean, there are a couple of times that where I was like, really? Is this true? There's no way this can be true. <laughs> the book ends on a doozy of a case with a look at Dennis Wilson's relationship with Charles Manson and if he stole a song from him and put it on a Beach Boys album. I mean... Manson was actually living in Wilson's house, and Wilson even worked on trying to get Manson a record deal. It's nuts. Mysteries in the Music does a great job of presenting clues, digging up obscure facts, and searching every possible angle to arrive at its conclusion. And I like that. It also really benefits from covering a wide range of different artists and different time periods. And that was the part I really enjoyed probably the most because... I'm not the biggest Elvis fan, but the Elvis chapter was great. And there's a chapter on Charlie Patton. He's a great old blues player. So it's really diverse, the lineup, the artists, and the subject. And it works because it keeps the book from coming off as just a, a fact dump. This book is different. It's a different type of rock and roll book, and it's unique. It's not a memoir or wild tales of rock and roll lifestyle and excess but it still places you deep into multiple times in rock and roll history. And because of the way it explores the mysteries and expands on these stories, this book really stands out as an interesting, well-written read. And that's the review of Mysteries in the Music Case Closed. Coming up is the rating for the book, so we'll see where it stacks up. But first, I'm going to break this book down and look at what's in it for fans of these artists and stories, and what's in it if you call yourself just a casual fan. If you're into rock and roll books and documentaries and movies and you're looking for other recommendations, you can always check out past shows and you can find that at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. Some of the past episodes include book reviews of a new Allman Brothers book that's out right now called Play All Night a what I would call indie rock Bible for underdogs in the indie rock genre. And that's uh, the book review of Secret Stars. Uh, one of the highest rated books I reviewed, the Bono memoir, Surrender. That's a really great one. And as far as rock docs go, the last episode I did was uh, the Jimmy and Stevie Ray Vaughan documentary called Brothers in Blues. And there's also a really good one on CCR, Live at Royal Albert Hall, and Randy Rhodes, Con- Reflections of a Guitar Icon, that documentary is also really good. All right, well, let's look at if this book is for you. This is where I go a little bit deeper and explore what type of fan is going to like this book. So if you're a fan 
I'm going to talk about that. Or if you're a casual fan, I'll look at that. So let's start with fan. I usually like to start with a fan. And th there's a couple ways to look at this. From a fan's perspective, you've got the artists, and there are some big names discussed in this book. You got Dylan, the Beach Boys, Nirvana, Bob Marley, Elvis Presley. There's a chapter on the Traveling Wilburys. There's George Harrison stuff. So if you're a fan of those artists, there is a lot of depth and detailed information shared. The chapter on the Traveling Wilburys, it's extensive. And there's a lot of great pictures, too, uh, that include you know, just diff different mementos, different tchotchkes that came out that supported Traveling Wilburys' album. A lot of different George Harrison stuff was shared in pictures. So the Traveling Wilburys uh, uh, chapter is great. The Making of Nirvana Nevermind, because Butch Vig is a fan of the book, as I mentioned, he wrote the foreword. He was very forthcoming about working in the studio with the band. So fans of Nirvana, that chapter is great. So I guess it, it depends on if, if you're a fan of those bands or another perspective is if you're a fan of learning about the history of rock and roll. And, and this book takes it even a step further and gives you that. You get a lot of rock and roll history. You get a lot of facts, but it also serves up a twist with the mysteries. So if you're a fan of mysteries, you get that. If you're a fan of hoaxes, behind the scenes, rumors, it uncovers all that. Fans of these artists specifically are in for a treat and will no doubt learn a few things that surpass the typical knowledge of these artists and bands. I thought that was the best part about reading this book from a fan's perspective. You know these artists, but there are these scenarios are, are different. They're unusual and possibly something you've never heard before. And if you have, I can almost guarantee you haven't seen all the facts that are presented and the way they are presented in this book. This is a rock and roll fans book all the way, all the way. So what about a casual fan? Let's, let's take a look at that. And because of the unique theme, I think a casual fan of rock and roll is also going to really enjoy this. This actually has casual fan written all over it because of the unique subject matter. You kind of get a best of both worlds because it's not the typical rock and roll book. And the book does give backstory. So if you're a casual fan, you just don't get thrown into something that you have no idea about. And I didn't ever feel like it was spoken from a higher, I know more than you do talk down place. The facts are laid out and you look at the case from a myriad of different angles. And at times it goes deep, which to me, that might be a place where it could overwhelm a casual fan, but it doesn't, or it's done in a way that it's just not a deluge of facts. It's presented in a way that supports a story and reads like a really good mystery. All right, you've got the review. You've seen it from a few different angles. Now's the time to give it the official Rock Talk Studio rating and see if it comes with a recommendation and how it stacks up with other similar books. So my rating system is set up with a one, two, three rating. The number one rating is a front row center very unique, very different, stands out way above and beyond everything else. That's a front row center, one rating. Number two is a loge seat. And that is also a good book. It can be recommended. It can be an okay. That's two loge seat. And number three, you're in the nosebleeds, baby. Mysteries in the Music, Case Close is a two. You're in the loge seat. You've got a good seat. This book is highly recommended. Case Close, this was a damn good book. Before I move on and get into the next set, I want to share what I've been reading and watching and what to expect in the next few shows. 
The six-month anniversary show is coming up next, and I can't tell you how excited I'm about this one. It's going to be a special edition show. It's going to feature an interview with New York Times bestselling author Alan Paul, and we're going to be discussing his new Allman Brothers book, Brothers and Sisters. That book comes out on July 25th. This is going to be the longest show I've ever done. It's over 40, 50 minutes of interview with Alan, who discusses everything in the world of Allman Brothers, everything about the band, stories about the Grateful Dead, stories about Leonard Skinner, Gary Rosick. There's so much in this conversation. I can't wait to share it. And I love that it's going to just circle around the sixth anniversary of doing this show because I've had so much fun doing this show. It's kind of surpassed what I thought it was going to be, and it's turned into something um that I just can't get enough of. So the six-month show is going to be next. That's going to be featuring that interview with Alan Paul. As far as next with this show, it's third set. And the third set is more X-Files for the rock and roll detective to sink his teeth into. All right, here comes the third and final set. And I thought I would do some rock and roll X-Files that I... I'm curious about that I dug up and um, that I've been looking at. So here's a couple of more mysteries in the music that I thought would be kind of cool that the rock and roll detective uh, could look into. And I know Jim a little bit. He sent me his book. So I want to pass these along to him. So at the end of this this conversation, um, let me know what you think. Info at rocktalkstudio.com. Send me some mysteries I can send over to Jim or just send me an email and let me know what you think of these. A couple of them that I would like to see discuss is first one up, Brian Jones. I mean, the death of a Rolling Stone, was it really an accident? There was a documentary, I think in 2019, Life and Death of Brian Jones, that looks at an alternative take on if he was actually killed. And I think the rock and roll detective could really lay out all the facts and dig into this one. There's a couple other deaths, too, that I think could use um, a little X-File exploration. Johnny Thunders. I mean, did he really OD? And what about Elliot Smith? Same thing. There was a lot of questions about how he died and maybe even an in-depth study on Jim Morrison's death. I know that's been kind of trampled on a bunch, but I would like to see the rock and roll detective get his his hands on that one. Um, here's a good one. What happened to Green Day's album, Cigarettes and Valentines? Have you heard of that one? There's a lot of mystery behind that uh, that album. I'd like to know a little backstory on that. And also... One that's been covered before. What about Dylan's motorcycle accident? I mean, Dylan actually told this crazy wild tale in a 2012 Rolling Stone interview about the the motorcycle accident and how he kind of transformed from that. I would love to see the rock and roll detective take a crack on that case. Again, have a, a case you'd like me to send over to the rock and roll detective. Hit me up at info at rocktalkstudio.com. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. I've been doing this again for six months, and I can't thank enough people who have helped and encouraged me. If you're enjoying the show and it's bringing you value, the best way to support it is to to tell someone you think who might be interested in the rock and roll conversation. Spread the word. That's the best thing you can do for me, for this show, and for this community. So I want to do that, too. I want to spread the word about someone I recommend you checking out. And this shout out ties in with the book Mysteries in the Music, because it's a shout out to the artist who do, who did the book's cover. And her name is Zena, and she's a painter of music-related pieces. The four pieces she did for this book 
Bob Dylan, Bob Marley, John Lennon, and Kurt Cobain are truly standout works. I mean, the Dylan painting is just captivating. The blues and purples she uses, the color she creates, such a mood. And she also interjects lines of Dylan's lyrics down the painting. He's smoking a cigarette, and the smoke makes out two figures who are embracing. It's beautiful work. I can stare at her work for hours. She just has a way of interjecting a dreamy atmosphere to her paintings that really draw out the personalities of the musicians. You have to see this work. She sells prints. She does commissions. She's on Instagram at underscore Zena underscore. She has a link tree at linktree.ee slash Zena Music Art. I'm going to put all her information in the show notes to this. Get over, check out Zena's artwork. I guarantee you, you will be amazed at what she's doing. Thanks for tuning in. Love talking rock and roll and appreciate anyone who takes a few minutes out of their day to enjoy the ride with me. Remember, you can find other and future episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. All right, tear it down, pack it up, and head on down the road. We'll see you next time in the Rock Talk Studio.